0: 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you to retire the job and keep that paycheck. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and of course, Bryce Payne is right along with me. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Doug. How are we doing? I am doing much better since Sunday night. My football season seems
1: to be turning for the better. You guys are on a streak here. I'm telling you what Jordan loves looking good and, and by the way, folks doug is talking about Green Bay and their positive streak, not the panthers and their streak that they're having yeah, but do thank you uh for beating the uh the chiefs uh we always as an a my broncos as an a f c west uh contender always need to uh have a little help there and uh you know you kept the uh, chiefs to uh uh, kept the Broncos within two games of uh, the Chiefs' pace. So thank you for that. I'm not overly optimistic about the Broncos. Though. But, yeah, you guys looked good. Love. All you need is love. Looked good. And I'll tell you what, the rest
0: of the season looks very doable. To yeah. You don't
1: have any uh, – I don't think you have any uh, teams with uh, winning records, do you, yeah. left to play? And the Panthers are on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just go ahead and mark that one up as a W right now. Yeah, no, it looked, uh, looked like a good game. Um, did you catch any of the uh, – what, what, what do you think of the uh, championship picture for the college game? Games.
0: I I don't know. I, I'm just so disgusted with college football in general. I just I don't see how they left Florida State out to be honest with you. But
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you and I discussed that before the show. Uh everybody out there what are your opinions should should Alabama be in there or should it have been in Florida State who's in there uh I at first was uh, for the for Florida State but now that I think about it Nick Saban and all he's done for the program the last couple of years maybe maybe it was right that uh, Alabama is in there not trying to cause any controversy here but uh there's I can see an argument being uh, being made both ways anyway uh that was my favorite week of college football last week uh the, the championship week always love that all right let's go ahead and uh, get down to things here Doug uh we're going to talk uh in in the first segment here about navigating finances after losing a spouse, strategies and mistakes to avoid. In the second segment, we're going to be talking about understanding R&Ds. So if you're approaching retirement, and these sound like topics that you might want to uh, understand a little bit more about, then uh, thank you for joining us this, uh, this weekend morning. And uh, I think we'll have some good information for you. Doug, let's go ahead. I'll uh, turn it over to you. Go ahead and throw out the uh, Wealth Guardian Service salute for us.
0: Absolutely. As we always do, we want to salute our uh, service members, our veterans, our first responders. Thank you for everything you do. So important, and it's a sacrifice. Thank you so much.
1: Particularly at this time of year, we know it's uh, underappreciated what it is uh, y'all do and uh, and, uh, the sacrifices you make for the country. So thank you very much. All right, Doug, let's go ahead and, and get into this. Our topic here in the first segment is navigating finances after losing a spouse, strategies and mistakes to avoid. You know... You don't deal with this too much uh, before retirement. Uh, Some people do, but most people, this is something that happens in retirement. And losing a spouse is an unimaginably tough life event. And the uh, financial implications uh, that can add, and they do add another layer of stress to the grieving process. So in this episode, we're gonna dive into uh, the most common financial issues faced by widows and widowers from dealing with income gaps to navigate tax changes as a single filer. And we're also going to explore actionable strategies to address these problems, such as, say, the importance of uh, life insurance and the ins and outs of spousal pension continuation. We've worked with people, Doug, uh, who have lost their spouse and come to us wanting to be sure that they're in good shape financially. Let's go over some of the problems that we see for people in these situations. Um, Let's talk about income gap, say the loss of Social Security uh, or pension that dies with a spouse.
0: Yeah, you know, and sadly, we had uh, a client just last week loses his his wife. Mm -hmm. And uh, Being in this business 35, going on 36 years, um, it's happening more and more in the last few years that we're seeing this. So, yeah, you know, you lose a Social Security uh, benefit. Um, The surviving spouse gets the higher of the two. Uh, but, you know, you still have lost that income. Right. Uh, just because you lost a spouse doesn't necessarily mean your expenses have been cut in half.
1: Right. Not at all. Yeah.
0: Not at all. So, you know, pro- proper planning does say, hey, you know, let's we got to plan for this inevitability.
1: Exactly. And,
0: and the way you would cover something like that, either, you know, you save and have plenty of leftover uh, savings via IRAs, Roths, or whatever, or you use life insurance to cover that uh, loss of income.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to get into the uh, how to prevent these uh, uh, the financial impact of losing a spouse here in just a minute, and of which life insurance will be one of the things that we talk about. So the income gap of Social Security changing is one of the main impacts of lo- losing a spouse. The other main one is that your tax bracket changes. or oh, yes. your, your Your tax filing status, and therefore the tax bracket changes. You're no longer filing joint
0: Interestingly enough, because of that, you actually may be paying more in taxes uh, because you lose a a deduction, a standard deduction, and uh, that
1: could easily pop you into a higher bracket. No question about it. It is uh, things like this that people don't think about until the situation is upon them, and this is the importance of why you'd want to have a solid financial planner in your corner not just after this happens but ahead of time so that they can talk to you a financial planner can talk to you about what these situations in the future that might unfold how to prevent them from having the devastating financial impact on you that they could and that's what we at the wealth guardians do we all of our clients we talk to them about these types of things before they happen so that they are in a better position to plan for them happening when if if they do come down the road and you know losing a spouse is one of the main Things that uh, I would say that, and probably um, having unexpected long-term care health costs, mm-hmm. is are two of the main things that can change what your fine your financial picture looks like in retirement. If you want to sit down with a financial planner, a holistic financial planner who's a fiduciary, and like we are here at the Wealth Guardians, retirement specialists. We here at the Wealth Guardians uh, hold the uh, Retirement Income Certified Professional certification. If you'd like to sit down with with A group like that, a team like that. Uh, Let us be uh, somebody you sit down with and see what we can do to help you figure out what kind of impact something like uh, losing a spouse might have on your retirement plan and and what you can do to prevent that uh, impact from being so financially uh, devastating. Our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's three three six three nine one three four zero nine. 391 3409 You can also look us up on our, our website, thewealthguardians.com, and take a look at who we are, what we do, what our history is, what our background is. And there's no cost or obligation, Doug, to sit down with us. Um, a lot of times to sit down with a financial planner, that can be an hour-by-hour charge, but we don't charge for that here. No, nope, never have. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next one now. Um, now that we've talked about uh, two of the main things that can be impacted by losing a spouse, your income, back, your income gap and your um, filing status, let's now talk about how do we solve the income gap problem. And you started to talk about this earlier, Doug, life insurance.
0: Yeah, life insurance is certainly one, um, you know, pre-planning for this inevitable event by... Uh, putting money away in uh, different accounts. You know, interestingly, last just last week, Garrett and I sat down with clients and it was, I think it was their first annual review. I believe that's right. Anyway, they are preparing now. Um, he is going to be inheriting some uh, family property up in Maine and they're getting their ducks in a row right now. I mean, his parents are still alive and well, but uh, you know, they're setting up trusts and all that kind of stuff to to make sure that they've got a a proper transfer of the assets. But, uh, you know, life insurance does come into play in situations like this. It replaces the income from Social Security that you lost. Pensions, you know, if you don't actually fill out, if you've got a pension and you've got a choice of actually having 50%, 100%, 75% 50%, 100%, 75% go to the surviving spouse, some people have actually selected none. So you got to be very careful about that. And if you've got a situation like that, then we need to sit down and plan for uh, the loss of that income. You know, hopefully uh, you don't do something like that and leave your uh, your spouse without uh some portion of your pension, at least.
1: That's exactly right. So life insurance, the pension. Another one is um, social security filing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, again, you touched on this uh, um, a few moments ago, but when the first spouse passes, the surviving spouse has the opportunity to take e- continue with their social security or receive the uh, decedent's social security. And we're going to get whichever one is higher. So when you are first filing for social security, you might want to consider that if you think that you are going to perhaps pass away sooner, maybe you're older than your spouse or not as good health as your spouse, and you have the larger social security benefit, if you filed earlier, that means by default, you are going to have left your surviving spouse a smaller Social Security benefit, mm, but right. if you wait until seventy to file, you've done the surviving spouse a benefit by allowing them not just to receive your benefit, but your benefit that grew all the way up until age seventy. So that's another thing to consider. A lot of people overlook that filing strategy or that consideration when deciding how to file, and you don't want to uh, you want you don't want to do that. You want to consider that as well, uh, Doug. Real quickly here, um, leaving the kids a tax time bomb, uh, not communicating your plans in advance, and inaccurate. um, inaccurate beneficiary designations. These are mistakes that we see people make uh, that can have a huge impact uh, down the road when a spouse passes away. Yeah,
0: I mean, now that uh, Secure Act 2.0 and 1.0 did away with the uh, stretch provision in the IRAs, uh, you know, your kids are going to have to take all that money out within 10 years.
1: Huge, huge impact. Yeah. And that was something that didn't even exist a couple of years ago. That makes considering IRA to Roth conversions all the much more important now than it was even just a few years ago. 100%. All right. Well, uh, that's going to cover it for this first segment. We are going to be back here in just a few minutes to tackle the second segment, understanding RMDs, required minimum distributions. Now, as we have had a trend to do here, I'm going to ask Doug a trivia question for him to ponder as we go through the break here. And then we're going to get the answer and see if we stump Doug and more importantly, see if we stumped you out there. You ready, Doug? I'm ready. Here we go. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's Trivia Question of the Week. On December 9th, 1965. All right, so not too far out of your, your range of what you, uh, what you remember. This Christmas special debuted and was widely considered a failure by CBS execs and its creator. What was the special? On December 9th, 1965, this Christmas special debuted and was widely considered a failure by Christmas execs and its creator. All right, I see the puzzled look on Doug's face. That's all I get. I don't get a hint. That's all you get. So Stick around for the answer to that trivia question and see if we stumped Doug on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep that paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Doug Ray this week. And in the second segment, we're going to talk about understanding RMDs. It's a guide for retirees and the soon to retire. So stick around for that in the second uh, segment here. But before we get to our trivia question, and I, I know you heard it, and I know Doug heard it, are you looking forward to your retirement? That's my question to you. Do you want to make sure that you're making the best financial decision for your retirement? That's my other question to you. And I know that you probably answered yes to both of those questions. So as a result, I've got great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion slash review of your retirement plan. This is going to include a deep analysis of your assets and your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, your income needs, your risk tolerance, your risk exposure, your tax mitigation strategies, your legacy goals, and even the fees that you're currently paying. Here's our goal. We wanna help you lower your fees and we wanna help you align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. Here's the catch though, the ball's in your court. It's not in ours, so you have to give us a call. Here's how you do that. You pick up the phone and you dial these numbers in this sequence, 336-391-3409. I'll repeat that, 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. And here's why you wanna do it. The markets aren't going to wait for you. Okay. Now, let's go ahead and get to our trivia question here. Doug, I'm going to repeat it for you. (laughs) Everybody out there, put your uh, Christmas hat and your elf ears on and listen carefully. On December 9th, 1965, this Christmas special debuted on CBS and was widely considered a failure by the CBS execs and its well-known creator. What was this Christmas special?
0: Well, uh, I was eight years old then, going on nine. And I think it's one of two, and I loved them both, still do. So it's either uh, Charlie Brown Christmas or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I think. Okay. All right. Got to pick one: Charlie Brown. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there you go see that wasn't so hard was it now so yeah I, I one of my most beloved uh, uh specials i've got it on uh on cdvd and uh, i love it to death watch it every year um the charlie brown christmas special actually led to the larger trend of children's christmas and holiday uh specials yes there were a few other ones like rudolph uh a year without santa claus santa claus is coming to down those kind of claymation ones that were out there and those those perhaps started the trend, but this is one that ignited the trend, but not in year one. It, it didn't really do very well. We didn't have the other Charlie Brown specials that we know. And, uh, but there were a couple of interesting facts about this. They were originally going to produce it with a laugh track. Hmm. Like all, like, you know, you watch the, uh, the Scooby Doo, they always have that laugh track going on in the background that is, is kind of ridiculous. They want to do the same thing with that. And Charles Schultz actually got up out of the production uh, meetings with the execs and walked out if he, he did not want it to have a laugh track at all. One of the, I, I love the jazz, the Giraldi jazz piano kind of um, score that goes with that. Mm-hmm. I have the CD for that. I love that. Schultz wasn't a big fan of that. Hmm. But he allowed he allowed the producers to say you do whatever you feel is best. I'm not a I'm not a, a music specialist. Here's the fun thing about it. You know they go off at the end about Christmas commercialization of of Christmas and whatnot, and they're making kind of a, a hit on the aluminum Christmas trees. Yeah, this cartoon was widely considered the. Um, the starting point for the dying off of the aluminum Christmas trees Hmm. that uh, so many people hate. uh, love this special, but they like the trees. They're like, oh, well, if Charlie Brown hates it, then I'm going to hate it as well. But the original airing of this, I didn't know this, the original airing of this had coca-cola product placements throughout it which they have since taken out Hmm. so when you watch the first version you 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 would see coca-cola in there from place to place folks can you tell we're getting in the christmas spirit here yeah ho 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 and all that (laughs) all that jazz yes all right so let's go ahead and uh, move on now uh to understanding rmds we understand what we need to about charlie brown and his christmas special now let's talk about rmds doug required minimum distributions we have a lot of conversations with our clients on this and if you're over 55 and you're pondering retirement let's dive into this world of required minimum distributions in this episode we're going to demystify the reasons behind mandatory withdrawals from your retirement savings discover strategies to potentially avoid them and understand the risks of not preparing in advance And for those fortunate to not have to rely on RMDs for income, we're going to explore impactful ways to utilize those funds. So, Doug, a lot of people aren't clear on why RMDs exist. Why don't you share with everybody out there why required minimum distributions exist in the first place? Well,
0: sure. Um, You know, the government has let you grow this money in a tax-deferred account, whether it's your IRA or your 401k or 403b, what have you, uh, all these many years. And at some point, they're going to want to get their fair share. So the required minimum distribution is based on your age and account balance December 31st of that year. And they want you to taking out a minimum amount so that they can actually levy a tax on it. So, you know, if they let you grow this money in an account and never be taxed, well, gee, I mean, that could grow generationally millions of dollars. And it's the same kind of concept you have with the estate tax. You know, once you have an estate that's worth over, what is it, $22 million or it's, something? It's pretty large. It's yeah. large. Yeah, uh, They're going to levy a, a tax on the amount above that uh, because they don't want to continue to have this money, this net worth, Growing in one particular family
1: for an in, indefinite
0: time period. Yeah, it, right. It, yeah, so that's that's the big uh, reason behind the having the RMDs. Okay, so
1: that's that's what an RMD is and why they exist. Now there are some strategies out there that uh, a financial planner can help somebody out with as they go into retirement to perhaps not eliminate RMDs, but to significantly lessen their impact on them. Again, imagine this, folks. You've got, say, 500000 a million, what have you, in an IRA. And you've got rental income. You've got Social Security. Maybe you've got a pension out there. And you don't need to take distributions from your IRAs, mm-hmm. but the government's going to force you to and pay taxes on that. Doug, what kind of things could somebody do if they're in that situation they're not They're not 73 yet. That's when you have to take RMDs now. What can we do as a financial planner to help somebody avoid or lessen the amount of RMDs that they have to take?
0: Well, right now is the season. Uh, we are helping a, a lot of our clients do this, and that's a Qualified Charitable Donation, uh, QCD for short. Uh, basically, what that means is uh, somebody that has to take an RMD because of their age and they don't really need it for income. What they can do is they can have that RMD sent directly to their favorite charity or charities, and that completely uh, avoids their 1040. And that's a nice thing to do for both the charity and for uh, you not having to pay extra tax.
1: So you still have to take out the RMD, but at least we can make it not be a taxable event for them. Mm -hmm. So that's what we can do here and today for this year's RMD. What can we do as far as helping a client lessen the impacts of RMDs in the future, yeah, say a couple
0: I'm years out? Glad you asked that question because this is an integral part of our retirement planning process, and that is talking and sitting down and planning to do Roth conversions. Uh, we have software, to me, that absolutely amazing. What we can do is show you on this software what converting your IRA 401k 403B to a Roth will do in terms of how to create a huge tax-free asset and also reduce dramatically your required minimum distributions. I've seen you run this Bryce several times and you know for our clients and it always amazes me the difference it makes in a 20, 30-year retirement.
1: You know, somebody who has saved, say, a million dollars for retirement, they're getting ready to retire, and um, we we analyze for them, uh, and all, all that money saved in an IRA. We've analyzed for them from now age 65 to 100, here's the total taxes that you're going to pay in retirement is somewhere around $2 million, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how much they spend, of course. But if we convert their IRAs to Roths or a large portion of the IRAs to Roths, over the next couple of years, we can essentially cut that number in half. And that sounds amazing to somebody. It's like, wait a minute, you say instead of paying Uncle Sam $2 million over the next 35 years, I could be paying them only $1 million in taxes, lifetime taxes? Yes, and that's that's not me saying that. That's the numbers being brought out on the uh, spreadsheets. So yeah, that is something that we can do. Now, there's one other thing that uh, a financial planner can do, Doug, that takes even a little bit more planning ahead of time. So your qualified charitable um, donation, that's something you can do right here and right now. Converting your IRAs to Roths is something that you can do for the next couple of years. But let's talk about um, Lippers. Oh, um, life Life insurance. insurance. Retirement plans? Right. Lerps. Lerps, sorry. Sure. Yeah, you can create a...
0: um, a life insurance plan that grows cash value dramatically in such a way that you can actually take money out of that tax-free for your retirement purposes. Uh, I've got one. My wife has one. We have several clients that are, that are doing this right now. And they're very, very um, user-friendly. In fact, what you can do uh, with it, and I've done this, is you can take money out of the account. Uh, for example, say you want to buy a car. Or a down payment on a, on a condo or something like that. And you could use that tax-free, and then you can pay it back later over time. You can also design these plans so that they also have living benefits, mm-hmm. which is a great thing to have. That means it, you can use some of that death benefit to help you pay for your home health or your long-term care if that need arises. And that, too, is tax-free.
1: Right. So the difference with LERPs versus the other two strategies that we talked about is this takes a number of years in advance. Oh, yes. So this is not something you can say, hey, I'm retired. Now I want to create a life insurance retirement plan. No, that's why you need to see a financial specialist 10 years before you retire, if not even more, if you've got the funding to do this. This is a huge way to avoid taxes on Uncle Sam in retirement.
0: Yeah, ideally, starting in your early 50s. 50s is is a good way to do it exactly uh, actually early as you can
1: right right if you've got if you're saving to your 401ks to the max you're saving your iras to the max and you're thinking well where else do i put this extra money that i'm not spending well then the lerp is where you'd probably want to go next if you don't want to pay uncle sam more than you have to what else doesn't want to have to happen before it does is us saying goodbye here on this uh, pre-holiday weekend we do want to thank you for joining us but this is all the time we've got for this week thank you for joining us we hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne. Along, me, along with me is Doug Ray. And the show is The Wealth Guardians. And we love to help you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I do want to remind you, sound financial plans do not create themselves. This is 96.7 FM WTOB. Merry Christmas. Investment advisory services offered through Alphastar Capital Management, LLC, and SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Alphastar Capital Management, LLC, and Wealth Guardians are independent entities. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions.